0: Welcome to the Mastering the Mind podcast. Today we welcome Belgium professional table tennis player, Laurence de Vos, to the podcast. At the age of 21, Laurence is a double Paralympic gold medalist.
1: In the Rio 2016 Paralympics, he was crowned the youngest male Paralympic table tennis player to ever win a Paralympic title at the age of 16. Some of Lawrence's achievements have been winning gold at the 2019, 2017 and 2015 European Championships, winning gold at the 2018 world championships outside of sport lawrence has studied me a degree at the ucll in belgium so let's welcome lawrence to the
2: podcast yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's not true about that <laughs> nah, no it's true it's not true but you was also in belgium before yeah
0: yeah so i'm currently now in belgium technically but uh, i moved okay. to the uk to to do my studies um but yeah, so. I don't speak very good dutch like i was saying yesterday um yeah yeah, yeah. But, um i did live one year in in Genk, um, yeah so i do have a bit of the of the culture of the dutch culture in me yeah but, uh, but yeah but not so much uh, I,
1: see. No, no. I was training was training good was
2: good training was good uh, i practice till six o'clock and also in the morning i i did the practice so just good
1: what's your schedule like at the moment in terms of training and um the at the moment
2: in the whole week you mean or yeah, just like
1: normal
2: week. Yeah, like uh, normally I start the day with uh, with training, like two hours, two hours 30. And then after this training, I go to school normally. It depends okay. also the days. Some days I have no school, some days yes. Then, but most of the time I go to school. Then when I finish school, I come back home and I, I, I prepare myself for my second practice in the afternoon. And then when I come back home, I cook. Then or I make some fitness or some, some physically. And after that, I, I try to study. So it's a busy day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so you talk about school, you talk about training, the great place we like to start and for listeners to get to know you is talk us through your journey today. So who is Lawrence DeVos? Um
2: yeah, uh, so Lawrence DeVos. So I am Lawrence DeVos. I play tennis since I was 6 years old.
1: Um
2: I also play in the uh with the able bodies also in in Paralympic. I try to combine those both they're both uh, competitions um yeah so i started playing when i was six years old and then i when i was 12 years old i went to the school in leuven until mm-hmm. i was 18 and
0: yeah. nice and th- did they kind of support you with your like kind of like with the sport so the school i thought I, th- I think i read somewhere the school is designed so that you can combine both the sport like high level sport and studies H- how helpful was that for you
2: yeah exactly exactly so the school they accept that i can take like the half of the of my of the credits you know so but it means like normally one bachelor it's like three years so mm-hmm. i have to do it in six years so mm-hmm. I, i'm really thankful to the school also that they accept this because otherwise if i have to take the full package the combination with the sport with your sport and your study I, it will not be be pos- possible at all actually so
1: mm-hmm. going back to start in your table tennis career obviously at the age of six how did you get into it? Um, were there any inspirations uh, that that
2: got you into it? How did yeah. You, how did it happen? Yeah. So um, in the beginning, I did like horse riding because the doctor said like it was good for my muscles, the heat of the horse. And then after, when I was six years old, my brothers they started to play. They played badminton before, and then they played table tennis. And I also wanted to try to play table tennis. So one day I went with them to one club. Then I I started to play with them also in the house in our living room on the table and then yeah i I never got out anymore and i keep playing and yeah till the day of today
1: (laughs) when did you realize you was good at
2: it oh when you realized um i don't know i was like when i was like 10 years old 11 years old i started to win like uh, the the belgium championships in my age in in the youth so i think that was the moment that they also know me you know they they see you because i had one disability and they yeah uh, they, ne- they never they uh, never i saw me or anything and then when you become belgium champion then okay they they look at you and then i was happy that when i was 12 years old i could go to the national center of table tennis here in belgium
1: uh, yeah okay for the listeners um what is your disability if you could explain it to them
2: uh yeah my disability is like uh hemiplegic i don't know what the english word actually um but it's oh, like that's correct, yeah, yeah? That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like I have like less power, also less stability in my, my right side. Okay. Also, I have this spasma also in the muscles. So it's important that I I train every day also like like muscles stabilization, because for example, if I don't do one week or two weeks, nothing, it gets so so fast worse actually. So I always have to keep up my body, my strength to have the less um yeah i don't know what to say the less effect of it you know like
1: that's probably why your training schedule is so busy <laughs> yeah i was about to yeah.
2: say yeah exactly so it's good that my my schedule is busy for this you know and <laughs> yeah
1: so you, so you didn't continue with uh horse riding no
2: you know, no, no no I, I didn't continue i stopped after that i i never sat back uh on, on the horse actually because now i'm scared you know yeah. now to to be on one horse you know but yeah i think it's also expensive you know like all the yes. time this horse riding and i think my parents also were happy that i played table <laughs> tennis afterwards you yeah, know and, yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> it's definitely less equipment uh to, to buy and to you know maintain yeah. but uh, mate, horse riding i i've always hated the horses um yeah i'm scared <laughs> of them they're so impressive like you know what i mean they're so powerful like those animals are
2: yeah like, i know and you can never ex- i never know them you know they can react exactly. I don't know. Yeah, they can be angry one time and you fall off and i don't know that's
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, crazy like people have really strong links with them i feel like you could only do that with like a dog you know like having that strong link i don't know yeah yeah it's, it's exactly really strange but, exactly um, but so yeah, okay, i
2: think it's like yeah if you're all day you know with, with your horse maybe you have this connection maybe. you know
0: yeah, I don't get up. So <laughs> obviously you progress so quickly, like throughout your younger uh, years. So at the age of fourteen, you were you were already uh, playing internationally. Uh, you were winning uh, major European championships. So what was that like, as a as a young as a young boy, young lad? Like, what was that like being so good yeah. at that age?
2: Yeah, just unbelievable. Because yeah, at the age of twelve, I went to the top school and. In the beginning, they didn't want to accept me because I had one disability and they said always to me that I can never reach a, a, a higher level, you know, because of my disability, people will play on this and yeah, I will be never be higher than a certain level. And then, yeah, when I was 14, 15 years old, we I we started to win like also European championships, you know, and this kind of thing. So we started to make results. And I think also for them, they saw like, oh, okay, they, they can make a results, you know, and mm. But in the beginning, no no one believed that I can reach a certain level. And this was also mentally really hard for me in the beginning that my my mom told me then that they say like, yeah, they don't want to accept you, but you are number one of Belgium at your age. So they they want to give it a try, but you will will never reach a a high level. And yeah.
1: Did you enjoy that challenge of people telling you that you, you couldn't do something and then you went on to prove them wrong?
2: Yeah, I think for sure. I think that's also a kind of a motivation I had uh, to work every day hard. You know, to prove against these guys who said that I can never reach a good level. That I can reach a good level. Because I think everyone can can reach a good level if they really want to and if they really work hard to achieve their dreams. And yeah, I think to to say before that you can never reach a high le- a high level, I think it's uh, not nice to say actually. And but this maybe without this, you know. I was also not now now Paralympic champion, you know, so yeah. it really motivated me to work every day to prove that I can mm-hmm. reach yeah. this.
0: How did the people around you, so like your parents and your coaches, how did they kind of manage uh, your kind of development? Because obviously being 14, 15 are really important ages as a, you know, athlete. How was that? You know, how did that, kind of, how did they manage uh, your development?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm re- really thankful to my mom also, because if you're a young age, you know, you cannot drive to everywhere to tournaments or to practice, you know, you, mm. because you're too young, you know. And I, I'm really thankful to them that they always uh, bring me to tournaments, to practice, you know, And because if you don't have the support of your, your parents at a certain, uh, at a young age, then it will it will be hard to reach a high level because you cannot yeah go to places on your own you really need that support and I think I, I was really lucky that I got it from my parents also and yeah and then after that you need um, the right um, coach also you know at, at that time because I think like you said if you are this age 14 years old it's really crucial you know it's like in the middle of your the de- 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 development everything can happen also yeah your motivation to keep on practicing and yeah but I was lucky with the surroundings obviously that I, I had Mm.
1: just going back to those people who told you you couldn't achieve that did you have any doubts in your mind when, when they told you that, that you wouldn't go on to achieve things did you doubt yourself or was you always focused on that i can achieve this
2: yeah in the beginning it was really really not nice to hear because it just i was 12 years old and just the decision if i can go to the school you know and it was really important for me that i could go and yeah, if they say these things, it's also not nice to hear because you think, ah, maybe they are right. You know, I I cannot reach maybe high level because they will play on my disability or my handicap. This, but yeah, at some way I, I turned it around and yeah, I worked every day to to prove them that I I could achieve this. Yeah.
0: Obviously, you were so success really quickly. So at a very young age. So what was it like knowing that you were going to compete in your first Paralympics? How did you feel?
2: Yeah, it was unbelievable, and also I was 16 years old, so I was really young, and I just rolled in in the competition of para table tennis in 2015, I think, so it was really, yeah, one year, one year and a half I was playing in this uh, competition, and then, yeah, if you go then to the uh, Paralympic Games, it, it's so fast, you know, it was unbelievable, and also, yeah, to be there as 16 years old, between all those top athletes, you know, it's also, yeah, just a really nice experience, yeah.
0: Did you feel kind of nervous before going because it's quite a big event you know or
2: yeah no not at all actually when because i was 16 years old my yeah. first Paralympic games and i just went there to yeah, just enjoy and yeah just play play my table tennis without any uh, expectations you know so I, I just went there to play and enjoy and yeah i think for every athlete it's also the best way you can i uh, you, you play the best when you have no pressure also so i i really played good there and then yeah i won the gold medal so i was really happy
1: this is a common theme like across all our guests that um they just don't feel pressure and i think this is the reason why i didn't make it professionally because i just struggle with pressure so much So credit to you yeah, yeah
2: thank you yeah but okay it was the opposite you know then then i had so much pressure you know so i can feel yeah. you there but mm-hmm.
1: what was it like winning gold then uh, what was that going back to your family how, how was them feelings
2: yeah um, unbelievable because no one expected me also you know it's like everyone was surprised and then yes suddenly okay at the moment itself you don't realize why what you have done i was also 16 16 years old so you're not really thinking about it but then after you know then you start to realize like i came back home my street they make one one party you know like they they changed all the street and it's just really nice to come back home and i was like whoa everyone followed also from here so it's was really like big competition you know mm-hmm. and yeah it's just amazing to win the gold medal then
0: it's so funny because i was looking at footage of you competing and you were so like small like you, you were you looked like a really like a kid you know what i'm yeah. saying and then you're playing against full-grown adults and it must be a weird dynamic you know like for the adult like you know what i mean like it's you're really the underdog in that situation it, but it's not all the case like you you're as good as them you can prove to them that you're the best you know it's really interesting
2: yeah that's true because they, are, they were all older i think i was the youngest uh, yeah, you were. I, yeah i was the youngest so um yeah maybe they also felt a little, little pressure maybe that if they have to play against me like yeah they don't want to lose me uh, against the kids you know yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, maybe they had more pressure, I don't know, and I play without pressure.
0: Exactly, nothing to lose.
2: No, really, nothing to lose, and really, this helped, helped me a lot in Rio, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah.
0: And during those fir- that first Olympics, like, Paralympics, did you learn anything specific? Um, were you able to, like, observe your competitors and take anything from them on, like, maybe how to best prepare before competition, or not really, or did you just enjoy the moment?
2: Um No, I tried uh, to make together with my coach, like uh, before we analyzed uh, every athlete, actually. We watched videos on YouTube and then we, we just w- wrote on one paper the weakness, the, the strongest, what they like to do, these kind of things. But it's just black and white, you know, it's like nothing really, but it's like you have an idea. For example, you know, this guy make always this and then, okay, you before the match, you just take the paper, you just read a little bit, so, uh, yeah, so you make this, this, so you know. But okay, it's like ble- black and white, so everything can change. But then you have a small uh, idea how it was to play against yeah. them yeah, like this.
1: In terms of your playing style, we've had a previous table tennis player on and he explained to his, his style he's quite an aggressive player, lots to get in the mind of the opposition. If you was to describe your playing style, what would that be like?
2: Also, also aggressive playing style. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, similar <laughs> like him. I think it just it Jack. I Jack, think. yeah, Jack. Yeah. yeah. yeah no also uh, aggressive play-, play style and yeah i i like to play like grocery table like this fast game uh this i like i like the most yeah you yeah. ever
1: saying anything to the opposition because he he did that quite a bit what what do you ever say anything to the
2: opposition
0: like before opposition? the game like oh, uh, to mentioned? the competitor to the opponent do you say anything before the match like uh, ah, before
2: a uh, match no it depends sometimes i say like yeah, but I have this uh, superstitious, or I always say this, like, uh, that you think you always do this before the match and you win, you know? So so it's this, I, oh, I, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I always say in, in myself, like, good luck, you know, in myself to, to them, you know, and, and then I move always, like, left left and right, you know? So if you uh, see my matches and you see before every match, I move, like, left right, it's like, I always make before every match. And <laughs> <laughs> but, but really to say good luck, loud, I often make, I don't know, before
0: mm-hmm. match because jack was saying that he likes to control the the warm-ups so he decides when to move on to you know the next strokes and stuff like that so do you okay. kind of have that in you or do you just
2: no i just feel, i just play and i just feel like for my, myself when it's enough yeah, yeah if i feel it's enough then okay we can change but i always mm-hmm. ask also for the other one like when to change you know because yeah i don't want to change immediately if you don't yeah, want yeah. And i i don't want to have this yeah may, not fight but i this
0: yeah you're a nicer guy then. That, that's what we'll remember. No, no, no,
2: no. This I don't say. Jack also really nice guy, but yeah, at it's things, I also like that your
0: yeah. is really one well, of good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you were saying that you always have these like little routines, don't you? So you, you, I've I've watched loads of videos, and you go to the net on the right side quite a lot, and you touch like. Tell us more about that. Does is that kind of do you need to do that during your performance to kind of feel calm and reassured or
2: yeah yeah exactly so because now with corona we were not allowed to do this you know okay. and i i felt really uncomfortable because i couldn't yeah uh wave my hand on the table and i was like what what i have to do now then i'm standing there like like awkward you know and mm. I, I just do this like then you walk you concentrate you make this you you're doing something you know instead of just staying there waiting till the opponent is back from picking up the ball and yeah. then yeah you just yeah make your hand on table most of the time your hand is also a little bit wet so in your your racket is also a little bit slippery mm. so that's why also i make this okay so yeah but it's just really strange not doing it
0: you're also very vocal so i've seen you like kind of talk to yourself you know during your games tell us like you know what kind of what are you saying to yourself like in between points and stuff like that
2: um it depends it depends okay if you win a point you you scream like cho or you know you encourage yourself and okay if you lose points sometimes you can say like oh wow i uh, like, yeah, like yeah. Allowance, I, what, what you do but most of the time sometimes i get pissed you know like i know that i cannot miss this ball and i miss this ball and then you scream but sometimes i also say to myself like okay, allowance focused play your game uh, but then this i most of the time say in myself you know because, for example, in Rio, in Rio, for example, in the final, I, I started the final and I played the first two two points, you know, and I played, like, mm, not the way that I should play. And then I said, like, Lawrence, play your game because otherwise I, it will not go good, you know. And then I started to play my game and, and it was better. Yeah, push
1: should reset. Okay, so you went on to compete at the Tokyo Paralympics uh, recently and you also won gold. So tell us more about <laughs> that when you're back
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's just really it's really hard really hard i could say like all all the comp- competition from the group matches till till the final every match was really hard and i was so nervous you know i okay i, I make one preparation in sweden four weeks ago then we went to tokyo the nerve I, I was not so nervous but the moment we start the first match in group i was like so like so shaking like so nervous because it, it all depends on one match you know if you play one match shit or bad you know then it could be over you know and then yeah i think too much that i really wanted to defend my title i think and that was the problem mm. so then yeah i went to the semi-final then i won this match 3-2 like in the in the decider game very close and then when i was in the final i told myself okay you are now in the final or it's gold or it's silver but you already did what you have to do, so just enjoy and play. So I could put more pressure off me, and I played a lot better in the final also. And then, yeah, to win the gold medal, it's, I don't know, with all all this pressure from the matches before and everything, and also you, I'm now 21, you know, you realize it also more. It was really just more intense than the gold medal in Rio, I would say. It was also intense, but this one was really more intense, yeah.
0: Was this your preferred like gold medal out of the two or was the first one your your favorite one?
2: Um well, I think both, you know. I yeah, think I I'm, sure I'm I'm happy for both, but I think in Tokyo I had more this uh, I this uh, this pressure. Yeah. Also the I re- I realize it more also because at 16 years old, you win gold medal, you really don't think really about it. But now, yeah, you start to think like Okay, it's Paralympic Games, you know, it's every athlete's dream to be one day in Olympic or Paralympic Games and for sure to win the gold medal. And then, yeah, if you win this gold medal, yeah, it's amazing feeling it. <laughs> Being
1: so young, I mean, you must be on to set some records, uh, achieving goals at our like, back-to-back Olympics, and then obviously you've got so many more, like, coming to happen. Do you know what the, what the record
2: is? I, I actually don't know what the record is now. Uh, Do you, you know it? Nah,
1: nah, nah. You need to get your eyes on that. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I think every year it will be harder and harder because, for example, I have everything to lose, you know, and the others who play against me, they have nothing to lose, and I think I, I have really more pressure than them. They play play without pressure, and you know, it's they also practice every day to win the gold medal because everyone wants to be the best. So every year it will be more harder to I uh, to defend my title definitely. Yeah. It
1: seems like when you go back to enjoying the sport and you get that in your head that you're here to just enjoy the competition, that's when you get back to playing your best. Um, so if you could really try and focus on that when you go to these games, then I think you'd be, you'd be more than capable of just going back to back to back to back.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you must enjoy, you know, this is a thing. And you must put in your, like you say, like enjoy. And, but if you really want to defend your title, you know, it's, it's hard to enjoy you know because yeah yeah
1: you work so, every
2: day yeah you work every day hard you practice to defend and if you don't achieve so you're like why why i'm practicing every day if i i cannot achieve you know it's for the head it's also not easy I don't
0: know. you've also got that experience that other athletes don't have so that's also something in your corner you know so that's one positive to take away from it you've won two golds. no that's rare for for someone that you're going to play against who, who's actually achieved that so you've got that experience you know what it's like being in this final so don't forget that also that's a massive advantage
2: yeah that, that's true 100%. what you say yeah yeah,
1: yeah don't yeah. just think of the advantages that they've got think of the advantages that you've got as well and then that puts you your mindset above theirs so true
2: yeah mm. uh, it's true yeah. it's true i will think about it like in Paris <laughs> then <laughs>
0: do you have like this um pre-match routine so you talk we talked about um this kind of routine you have whilst you're on whilst you're playing do you have anything you do like mentally before competing before stepping on the on the court
2: um mentally not so special i just try to be like around i don't know one hour 32 hours before the match in the hall and then i I make my warming up then Mm -hmm. i i prepare myself and then 30 minutes 40 minutes before the match i stop playing and then I I just prepare myself for the match. Actually, I just sit sit down, and then ten minutes before the match, I start to wow, to warm wow up a little bit again, and then I'm I'm ready for the match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very chilled. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Something I've started asking all, all our guests is, um, what psychological qualities do you feel make a successful table tennis player? So why have you become so successful? Do you think?
2: Well, um, mentally, I think. I think uh, to never ne- never give up, actually, because I have some in table tennis, you know, for example, you have many times that you have like, I don't know, like 8-0 down or 7-1, like I a lot of difference between the points. And I think to keep fighting, you know, sometimes you steal those sets from, from the opponent, actually, and this could could change the match, you know. And I think this was one thing I, I got from the beginning that I started playing that I, I, I never give one point away. So I think this will... It's my strong, I my strength.
0: Yeah. That kind of mentality of like never giving up. Where did you get that from? Was it, is it from your family? Maybe your brother or?
2: Uh, good question, actually. Uh I don't know. Okay. I think in a, in a family for sure, it's yeah. inside because you are all sportsmen and we all want to be the best. So I think for sure inside the family also, but in someone's special, I, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know from who I could get. It's a that. gift. <laughs> me, you were born yeah. with gift.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: yeah. you just developed it throughout your journey, like obviously being yeah. told that you can't do things, like you develop that never give up attitude. Um obviously having such a busy routine, are there any other qualities that allow you to um stay focused, stay motivated to keep training?
2: Yeah, okay. Sometimes for sure you must you must be out of your sport also. Like uh because okay. if you for example, like I said, I practice school practice. Sometimes you also have to do something else, like, I don't know, go out with friends or go to the park, do something else or play some games, you know, like mm. to, to change your mindset. Because if you stay in this combination of only sport and studies, I think one day you will get so sick of it uh, that you don't want to practice again. And I think when you combine these these things like play games sometimes, I think you s- still have the motivation to, wor- to work again afterwards. And Yeah. What are your favorite things to do away from table tennis? I like to play games actually. Wow. Wait, which ones? Uh, now I'm playing Apex Legends, Rocket League. Oh, okay, I play yeah, yeah. Rocket League. I play and Horizon now. I started to play. Okay. Uh, yeah. We're
0: both gamers. We we game I... a lot. Yeah, yeah. We really? we ju- yeah. We just hopped on uh, Apex uh, lately. I'm still okay. playing, but Oliver gave up a bit. I'm not sure what that's about, but. Uh,
2: <laughs> I have the dream. Uh, we must play them on that let's one day. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's squad <up. laughs> Now yeah, we're on we, FIFA. Now we're on yeah, FIFA. You play. Yeah,
0: yeah. Pro uh, class. I played
2: before, but I
1: don't like it. Yeah. I'm more of a, rather than Apex, I'm more of a, a COD player, like a Warzone player. I just. Warzone, uh,
2: you play. Yeah. I also yeah. play, but I don't like Really?
1: It's too good. difficult, really no. No,
2: no, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Same, yeah. It's too it's hard. too many hackers. Too many hackers. Yeah, hackers.
2: Hackers also, yeah. In of Duty games. Yeah. Is that yeah. how you switch off them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you are all always one up, you know, if you don't see so one guy, you know, you're dead immediately. Yeah. So you loot loot, you have good loot, and then suddenly you're dead, you know. I don't know. Do
0: you have a PC or a console?
2: Uh I had before gaming PC, but now I have PS five. I play on
0: okay. Yeah. yeah. That's our dream to have a, a PC because it seems to be a massive advantage nowadays, like to have like this... and keyboards, yeah. Yeah, so easy, like the movement, the the aim, the FPS, everything. But yeah.
2: If you go Do back to you play to what... P- PC or yeah. PS? ps4 yeah ps4, PS4. Yeah, yeah okay yeah. If, if you go back to our og
1: videos like back in the day we were doing a rocket league podcast so really? like we'd really? uh we'd talk about sports psychology but whilst we were playing rocket league because we we used to play that till like the early hours in the morning just chatting yeah. away and we thought why not um a bit innovative and uh record a podcast yeah
2: out. <laughs> and for sure with hockey league, because everyone gets so pissed, you know. In the game. <laughs> I don't know if you know but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets
1: toxic as well.
2: Yeah, yeah but so Very toxic, good. you know, everyone, everyone. <laughs>
1: we're
0: we're kind of those toxic players now. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I was also one of them. I think
1: it's added to different people.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. But it's I, so nice game hockey league. I don't
0: know. Yeah it's so nice that like gaming is all is very nice to just disconnect from you know the the real world and uh i think it's important sometimes like people have different activities um you know like music or watching films series i think gaming is is as good so yeah it's true
2: because i also hear like from table tennis players they are like top 50 in the world they also play like so so much you know mm. this counter-strike and this kind of games and i didn't expect you know i also was thinking they they just practice they really professional but they also play so much games you know and
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of saved off us like myself and oliver throughout our masters because we were grinding so much like this year we had so much work to do and you know having that kind of uh, like safe space to the kind of disconnect is really important so it's really interesting to see that you need it also you love your sport but you need that time to disconnect and that's super important because you can so easily burn out you know and yeah. uh, and eventually hate your sport and uh, so yeah it's really interesting yeah
2: and for sure i think when it go less you know when you're not uh, making any more re- result or you feel bad like yeah. your level i think it's really like you said like to lose a motivation it's dangerous yeah. it's because
1: when you go to the game you just switch off from everything you really like engrossed on the game how can you win in that game um yeah. and yeah you're just calling out comms and
2: that <laughs> it's true it's true really you're like inside and when you're dead you scream also you know like yeah, uh, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay let's let's go back to sports psychology yeah? <laughs> i could talk <laughs> about gaming all night but uh... Um, one question I wanted to ask you, so have you ever worked with a mental coach or sports psychologist before in your career? Uh,
2: no, actually, I've never worked. I, I tried to work, like, one lesson I took or something like that, but I felt like I didn't need to really, like, I felt for myself that, okay, at some moments, I, I know what I have to do, and I was good, you know, like, also putting pressure I, off me, you know, but now, when after Tokyo, I realized, okay, I'm not actually so good at it. So I think maybe for this to I uh, for the pressure itself, maybe I'll w- I will take contact with, with one sci- I, psychology coach, yeah. you know, and uh try yeah, to help me with this because it was really a factor that f- affected me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's class that you can identify where you need to improve and that you, you seeking our help because the sports psychologist will definitely be able to help you with that coping with pressure during those moments and, yeah. and
2: now that COVID's over, you're going to be able to implement that routine again in between shots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think it's also not easy to find, you know, the thing that you really have to work on. I don't know. So now, okay. I, I, I had this experience, but if you don't have, it's, I think it's hard to find really the things that you need, you know, mm-hmm. I think.
0: And one thing we always say, Oliver and I like, is that sports psychology, you don't always need it when there's a problem. Like it's, our brain is like a muscle as well it's like going to the gym you need to like exercise your brain you know and, and yeah. be prepared for those uh difficult moments so but also not all athletes need sports psychologists that's important to recognize also um if you you know like if you can if you can handle it and do it successfully then props to you but yeah I, I just thought i'd throw, throw it out there
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah no but you're right and i think some athletes also yeah, really needed to have someone where they can lean on you know and they help they help them and yeah. even to just help
1: them disconnect sometimes it's just and I, I know sports psychologists who just they meet every week just have a chat update on life um see how they're getting on and yeah it's just it's just a chat i suppose my wife's psychologist is my mom i just <laughs> always yeah. ring her every day just to just a chat and that helps me keep keep on track of myself and uh my problems yeah. that i have so yeah no nah, it's, it's so important
2: yeah okay
0: it's really interesting also like uh, being in the position of an athlete like having that third party someone that's not in your camp so not your coach but then also not your parents having that someone that's really out of everything who has no uh like biases to the responses is really important you know and, it, and i think athletes uh, find that helpful having someone that's got nothing to do with anything but just there to listen and help out yeah. so
2: yeah this is true and but also i think you also need to stress uh with the psychology. you know this mm-hmm. really this, this connection also i think and to find really this I think it's also not easy for an athlete, yeah. I think, to find the right one, you know, because you you can have so many good psychologies, you know, but yeah, if it's not the one where you feel like good, it yeah, it's, I don't know. 100%. It, it, yeah.
0: It's very important having that connection. But yeah. also I, I would say don't get discouraged if you, I'm talking generally speaking, but like if an athlete doesn't find that connection, they shouldn't be discouraged, you know, to not, go on to find another sports psychologist because there's always there there's always someone there you know there's always someone that you can connect to so yeah
1: it's just everyone's on a different their style. yeah yeah, yeah everyone's exactly a different style and different styles to work for different people um so it's important to identify but outside of sport you say you're studying uh you're studying for a degree so what is that degree and how much do you value education
2: um yeah so now i'm studying like finance and insurance um normally it's like it's one bachelor one professional bachelor it's like normally it's like three years and then i uh, i could choose if i want to to make one year to to master you know but i think i will just keep it with the bachelor
1: Yeah.
2: and um yeah so now i finished one year and a half so if i finish one more half year i did my first year in two years actually so i've now i have four and a half half years more to go actually so. okay what are
1: your future aspirations with that what what are your future um a uh,
2: future uh, okay yeah, yeah. Um, i think in the future uh, i think it's really important to have something else you know that's why i'm studying to have one a uh, diploma there's something i can lean up for example if i have one injury or i don't know i don't like to play anymore table tennis that i can still work you know but for the moment i just try to combine this And after, when I finish my studies, I will keep on going by playing table tennis because as a table tennis athlete, normally you are on your top, like end of 20, beginning of 30 years old. So I think I will just continue playing table tennis. And yeah, after maybe if something goes or I have one injury, I'm not able anymore to play. Then maybe I will go and do something with this diploma, go to work, find something and yeah. Okay. for Yeah.
1: Well, in terms of all the questions that we had for you, they were all the questions. Um, but we obviously, we ask our audience on social media if they've got any questions for you. So this is a segment where we just go one for one, asking those questions and getting your answers. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the first one is, are you finding it easy to balance your studies with being a professional athlete? Um,
2: yeah, it's, it's really not easy. Um, I can tell you, so I'm lucky, like I said, like that I can take the half of the Kelly points, but you also need the motivation, you know, like you go to school, practice school, and then you, you eat and you make some physical training. And after you have to take your books and really start to studying. And I can tell you some days you really don't want to because you are so tired of like all day being like so, so busy. And then, yeah the the thing that you don't want to do then it's like studying you know you want to play games or go out with your friends and yeah those are really hard moments and yeah you really need to push yourself push push yourself to it to really take your books and start because otherwise you feel bad you know
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> massive respect to you for for grinding
2: <laughs> yeah thank you it's not always easy you know yeah. it's not always easy but yeah otherwise you will i regret afterwards if i don't do it you know yeah. then maybe i have to study one more year i mm. already have six years you know so i want to finish in four and a half years maximum you know yeah. so.
0: i understand okay so the second question was how do you handle stress
2: uh yeah so normally i handle stress really good but okay now in Tokyo it is not so good but normally i handle like i put myself i s- so less pressure for example i go to competition and i just say like okay just play without any uh expectations like okay this this one is also good i can lose and then i just play my match without any i will not say i have to win this match just play and then at the end we will see because then you play your best table tennis and I think when you play good table tennis, you also play uh, your best level and you have more chance to win, actually. So, yeah. okay. uh,
1: the third one is, and it's obviously from a big fan. Uh, would you ever start a YouTube channel?
2: Whoof ever started a YouTube channel? Um, I think I'm not so good at it, making really content, you know. Um, so I think maybe in the future, we don't know, you know, but I think for the moment, I, I don't want to make this... This YouTube channel and also think you have also to put really a lot of time in it, you know. You have to edit all all the videos. And I think at the moment, also with my studies, I don't have really the time for it. So I just try to focus now more on my sports, my sports side and uh and my table things. Uh sports side and studies. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's becoming quite a common thing. Um, athletes having like a they just take us through like their weekly vlog of of their training, the competitions, and it's it's quite cool. Insight seeing that Tom is doing one at the moment um, of him taking his run the Olympics and things like that. So it could be something for the future.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think the audience also will like if you take them throughout your day because they, they don't see what you do all day, you know, and mm. I think it, it could be nice, but at the moment, hmm, I don't know. Hard maybe, work. you know, maybe.
0: Yeah, I will think now about. we understand. Okay, so the last question was, if you could live in any country, where would it be?
2: Who? In every country, where would it be? Mm. You know, I was one time in uh, in Cook Islands, you know, it's just like one island. It's like between uh, America and, and New Zealand, you know, and I think if I can live there, it's like a small <laughs> island. You are there on your own. Like, uh, okay. I think you will know every people there and just enjoy, you know, the nice the nice view and everything. You know. Yeah. Nice.
0: There might not be Wi-Fi for gaming though, so <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah, they had
2: Wi-Fi, you know, they had Wi-Fi. <laughs> but...
0: Maybe not as good, but... Uh
2: first
1: uh, thing that's okay <laughs> but then i have to take this uh, it, yeah read it now okay but um yeah they were all the uh questions we had from the audience and that uh we thank you so much for coming on i uh, really enjoyed it and uh, normally during this sort of moment is when i give the guest uh the moment to shout themselves out anything that they've got going on all your socials will be in the description of the youtube video so if there's anything you want to shout out here's your chance
2: uh yeah, okay. I, I want to thank everyone who also who asked a question, who is who shows interest in me and also to all the one who follows me throughout my, my career and really thankful to them. Okay, spot on.
0: Top lad. <laughs> all
2: yeah. right. So uh
1: we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could please share this with your friends or someone you would feel for benefit from it. Most importantly, like, subscribe, comment down below any questions or guests you'd like us to get on in the future. Also, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Links will be in the description of the YouTube video. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one.